0: Welcome to the Expand with Nicole podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Hope, a health and breathwork coach who is passionate about all things wellness. My goal is to break down big information into little bites, providing you with facts and actionable steps that you can incorporate into your life right away. If you're ready to learn along with me, let's get started. All right. Welcome back to all my regular listeners. And if you're new here, thank you for joining us. The goal with the podcast is to expand your mind and just inspire you to take action to improve your overall wellness. And today's guest is Tiana Lane, and she is a certified health coach. She also went through IAN like I did. And of course, she's passionate about health and wellness and fitness. Um, But what we're focusing on today is balancing blood sugar. Um, She is... She uses this type of program with her clients to help them lead healthier lives, so that's the topic for today's show. So welcome, Tiana. How are you?
1: Good. How are you, Nicole?
0: Good. Doing well. Thank you so much for being here. We talked about this a little bit before we started recording, but we have a lot of commonalities, including our favorite color. We both have our master's in school counseling. We're both certified health coaches, so it should be like a very easy, breezy convo.
1: Both are on the same age.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and we're both the same age. We both
1: have kids. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. It's
0: awesome. I'm so happy that you're here.
1: Me too. Thank you.
0: So why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and just what inspired your interest in understanding, discussing blood sugar management and maybe how it's impacted your own health journey?
1: Sure. Um, So I'll just go back to when I was a kid, because I actually grew up in a very healthy, holistic household. I wasn't Allowed to have sugar unless it was a birthday party or a road trip. Honestly, me and my brother got one candy bar, I think, on a road trip. And we would, I remember we would compare who had the worst ingredients, <laughs> but that was pretty much it. So my parents were very, very healthy, even starting when I was a baby. So I'm pretty much used to it. They were super into fitness. My mom's a dancer, and my dad's a musician. So they were really into, you know, Discipline is huge for both of those careers, and they were just very into nutrition and lifestyle. But when I was 18, I got diagnosed with an autoimmune bladder condition, and autoimmune does run on my dad's side of the family, so with his attention to you know living a healthy lifestyle, he didn't really ever suffer from it, but when I went off to college and wanted to enjoy myself and kind of got out of that routine a little bit, I developed my... Autoimmune condition. So I lived with that for about 12 years. Uh, It's pretty bad shape for a while. But then finally, my doctor said, let's just try some natural ways of healing. And we've done everything. We've done all the medicine. We've done all the invasive therapies. So let's just try some other different approaches. So I did some natural, I did physical therapy. I did some natural approaches with another doctor as well. And I just went back to changing my lifestyle to how I grew up from my parents. And I've been in remission from that for about 10 years. So all, that, along with how I grew up, kind of inspired me to go into the health field. I also have two degrees in counseling, so I love working with people as well. So I, I combine the two, kind of, you know, counseling and health. And when we went into lockdown, I work at a hair salon right now, I decided to go back to NIN IIN and get certified as a health coach and start my own business called Healthy Fit by Tiana. So, Perfect. Um, love it. Yeah. I yes. mean, I'm
0: the I'm the same. Like that's I love working with people mm-hmm. and I'm into wellness and it's just a, it's a good little combo.
1: Yeah, it really is. It's it's a lot of fun. I mean, I love it. I love it every single day. Um and it's it's just so much. It's just so fun to talk to people about it and to help people realize that they can feel better by these lifestyle changes, you know. Totally. So, mhm. Let me ask you a question. Yes. Do
0: you get let your daughter have sugar?
1: I do. Um, Of course, there's something, you know, there's also other swaps for certain things that I, you know, there's certain things I won't let her have all the time. Mm -hmm. But she is a kid. She's also super, super picky, like really, really picky. So it's she's not as easy to get to have certain things. That's Mm -hmm. been a bit of a struggle. So I mean, I've tried. I've really tried. But she's just really, really extremely picky. So it's been tough. Yeah. But Yes, I do. Yeah, I do. Mm -hmm. I
0: mean, it's so funny. I the other day, and when I was teaching, one of my students goes, Are you the type of mom? (laughs) No, you're definitely the type of mom who only lets your kid have like one piece of candy a day. And I was like, Probably less than that that I let them. But yes, that's totally me. And I am that type of mom. Yeah. So when you said that about your parents, that's like exactly who I am. Um, I they feel like I'm torturing them. Um Mm -hmm. okay, so let's talk about why we should care about our blood sugar levels. Like the whole why how does this affect our daily lives? When people are like, Why should I even care? What would you say
1: to them? So I mean, I think when people think about blood sugar, they just think it's diabetes mm-hmm. and blood sugar in da- can affect your daily life by, you know, even I-, I work with a lot of people for sustainable weight loss and fat loss because balancing blood sugar for that is huge when it comes to, well, cravings, you know, cravings um, for obviously sweets, you know, chips, all those things, but it can even affect mood, mental health, fatigue, skin Health, you know, people have acne. A lot of people don't think that it can come from. It comes from the inside. You know, it comes from sugar. It comes from processed foods. So, it also can affect sleep. I mean, blood sugar. If you're if you're trying to go to sleep every night and your blood sugar is super high, you're going to have trouble going to bed. You know, you're not going to be able to sleep. And the same thing, if you don't sleep, so well, you're waking up. I mean, I don't know if some people even realize this because I don't. I don't think a lot of people do pay attention to their blood sugar. Not many. If you don't get a good night's sleep, you wake up and the first thing you want is chocolate or, you know, something to get your body going because glucose, sugar, glucose is our body's main source of energy. And immediately when we need energy, that's what the body wants. Keeping that from spiking so high, it will keep you from also, so when you spike so high, if you're, if you're eating like say cereal for breakfast or toast, just toast, your blood sugar is going up like this and then crashing real hard. And then, a, and then right when it crashes, you're gonna, your body wants more of the same thing to spike up again for the energy and then crash. And that contributes to, like I said, all of those mood swings, cravings, fatigue, you know, skin issues, everything. What you want to do is stabilize your blood sugar throughout the day to keep yourself from spiking and crashing all day long.
0: Well, I think we definitely will get into that because that's yeah. what, that's the goal, right? We want all of us mm-hmm. want to be more of stable um, and we want better wellness, whether it's sleep or whether it's skin or mental health or our mood. But if someone's trying to figure out if they're spiking, do you have, how do they, how do they know, like, how do they test or other telltale signs when we are imbalanced
1: so signs for being imbalanced would be hunger obviously hunger throughout the whole day cravings you're craving for sweets you're craving for chips a lot of the time people who say they crave at night i ask them immediately what do you have for breakfast and if i'm working with that person we change the breakfast to a balancing breakfast the cravings end Mm. so you can tell by all of if 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 you're super tired, if you can feel it, if you have something super sugary or if you have like a snack of chips and say Gatorade, you can feel you get all this energy and then you feel super, super tired after. That's your body crashing and then immediately you want it again. So those are kind of the signs of um, spiking, crashing, spiking, crashing. Do you have your clients
0: monitor their blood sugar level or is it more just changing the lifestyle?
1: Changing the lifestyle. I don't have them test. Um, I mean, but people can if they want to. There's, there's those glucose tests out there. Um, I think a lot of people, um, people with diabetes get those. You can also, there's that levels testing where you put the patch on your arm and you can see Cause sometimes different foods spike blood sugar. For different people, like a, an apple might spike my blood sugar higher for me than it might for you. Mm-hmm. But what I really look at is more of the processed foods, the sweets, the cravings like that, because an apple is not going to do the same thing to your body necessarily as like a candy bar. Well, it's not going right. to spike it as high. And, it, and it's different because I mean, the apple also has the fiber. So you're not going to peak so high as you would with chocolate. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. So since we're talking about food, and Mm -hmm. how what we
0: eat directly impacts our blood sugar, what are some simple dietary changes that help regulate our blood sugar? Because you you mentioned, like, if you have only a piece of toast, I'm assuming (laughs) you're going to tell me that you need to put something on it. What are some of those common or easy changes that people can make with their food? Or what should they be looking at when they're figuring out what to eat?
1: So um, I always try and pair protein, fat, and fiber. I'm a big smoothie person in the morning. Um, that, so the protein, fat, fiber help slow digestion down, um, whereas if you had a piece of toast, it's a high glycemic food, which means it is absorbed quick, digested quicker in the body. So you're, you're kind of over faster and then hungry again. So I had a client once who was eating cereal with spike crash, then eat a rice cake, spike crash. She was doing that for a lot of the morning. So when you pair fat, fiber and protein, it keeps you level throughout the day. And if you keep doing that all day long, it continues to keep you like this so you're not craving for more more sweets and processed foods. And you're just level and you actually are fuller longer and you sustain yourself throughout most of the day. And for the nighttime, I mean that's where the nighttime snacking would end because you don't your body's not craving for more energy. <clears throat>
0: So all, if we're looking at three meals a day, Mm -hmm. I know some people don't eat breakfast, which maybe we can talk about, but if we are eating three meals a day, then we want the combination of protein, fat, and fiber Mm -hmm. in each meal. And then what about like snacks in between? Would it be more important to have fat or fiber or protein or it doesn't matter? Yeah.
1: um, I mean, you can kind of pair different things. You can keep them a little smaller. So a lot of the time I'll have nuts and berries. And I know I said fruit is is obviously better than having a chocolate bar, which is great. But I um, always say pair fat with a fruit because fruit can spike you just a little bit with the natural sugars. So fat actually keeps you, keeps it stable as well. So I would do a lot of, okay. um, if you have fruit, I would always pair that with a fat. Um, you know, you could have like hummus and like some vegetables, maybe like raw vegetables, some crackers on the side. Olives are always good. Avocado. Um, mm-hmm. Cheese sticks, grapes together. You know, you you can always like even I have these like little simple mills bars. Sometimes that people like. I had a, a client eating that, and I said, "Do you put some maybe nut butter with it?" So just looking at like the fat and the 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 fiber and the protein, and kind of just pairing those for a snack, but a smaller a smaller portion. Sometimes when people really start to balance themselves, balance their meals, they actually can. I've had clients that aren't even hungry for a snack. You know they just they just aren't, so you might not always need two a day. I know some people get used to eating like maybe one in the morning, one in the afternoon, but mm-hmm. sometimes if you're really balancing your meals and eating um and I also talk about mindful eating as well because that's hugely important to balancing your blood sugar too is taking the time to eat the whole like thirty minutes or whatever you have because you get you can recognize your fullness instead of just swallowing it whole and then you're hungry and like you don't recognize any of it and then you're hungry in an hour and then looking for more so usually when people do that they kind of don't feel like they're not as hungry around that snack period
0: i definitely notice um when i am eating balance that i am not hungry for snacks at all i've never been a big snacker but i think it's because i eat type of this type of diet normally um but I wanted to follow up on two things that you said first was, yeah. can you just explain the glycemic index as you mentioned it with the apple and just for people who don't know what you mean by that?
1: Yeah. So I mean, when I say glycemic index, it's just that it's it's a food that goes through digestion really quickly and spikes your blood sugar faster and higher. It's more of like a, a bigger peak in blood sugar. So it's It's a lot more of the white bread, white pasta, processed foods, sugars, chocolates, chips, things like that that are are more like that. Um, That's that when it really, really, really peaks. That stuff I don't really recommend to anybody daily. Um, And those are high on the on the index. They're the high, yeah. They're the highest. They're the highest. So that's that's a lot of what causes you know super spikes in in blood sugar when it comes to fruit it it can a little bit but not as much because i mean fruit is good for you there are some fruits that are that can spike you a little bit higher but it's more like i think mangoes are on there um berries mm-hmm. uh, berries are pretty much lower um, but again fruit like i think so like pineapple high right yeah you want to you don't want to like eat t- tons of that stuff in one sitting. But you know, it's not that it's bad for you. It's just when you have some fruit, pairing it with the fat just helps you so you don't in case you just have like just the fruit you don't crave. It's more about the craving after because when the craving hits, you're not going to crave more fruit, you're going to crave chocolate.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Do you know what I mean? You you crave more of the yeah. of the higher glycemic foods. So it's just more about keeping you keeping stable when it comes to the fruit, but definitely if you're if you're eating like I said toast in the morning, you're you're going to crave everything after that. So,
0: so you would suggest like putting some <laughs> nut butter on that toast or uh, avocado, something like that.
1: Yeah, I would nut butter avocado. You um, even want you know sometimes I even recommend like a salad on the side, eggs. Mm-hmm. You know, you want even if you do the nut butter eggs, and toast, yeah. you can do some eggs, salad on the side. People look at me like I'm crazy when I tell them that, but I think arugula salad on the side is delicious with everything. So with a little salt. Oh, yeah, me and too. Olive oil? Totally. Yeah. So yep. yeah, it's just looking at all those different things together and um and pairing them. Just you stabilize yourself throughout the day.
0: Okay. And I also wanted to follow up for the people who don't like to eat breakfast. What does that do for this whole situation with their blood sugar?
1: Breakfast honestly makes or breaks your day. It really does. I mean, it breakfast sets your body up for the rest of the day. And so if you're not balanced before in the morning, that's when later on the cravings will come and you won't be making as good of choices as you probably would if you were stable in the the morning. And I don't, you don't have to eat at like seven or eight o'clock in the morning, but even if it's 10, just to get something balanced in your body. That's all you want to do. It doesn't have to be the biggest breakfast. I mean, I think a bigger breakfast is the best for like for you for the whole day. But even if you can't stomach that right away and you just kind of want to get used to it, getting something balanced in your body in the morning, is it sets you up for the rest of the day. When it comes to your blood sugar being balanced and it sets you up for no, for not snacking or craving at night. So,
0: so yeah, Yeah. I mean, even if you're not hungry at 7am, then your first meal that you're eating should be a balanced meal. Like you shouldn't just be grabbing a breakfast bar or something on the way to work and eating that in the car.
1: Oh no. Yeah. No, no, no. It should be a balanced, anything balanced meal Mm -hmm. for sure. Is it's the, it's the most important meal of the day to set you up for the day. And I can even notice I'll usually have a balanced breakfast, but if I am running out the door, because obviously, you know, I'm a mom, busy mom, and mm-hmm. sometimes I have to, and I'm sure a lot of people do that, I notice a difference right away how much hungrier I am throughout the day as opposed to if I don't do that.
0: I was just going to say, you said smoothies before you like, because I don't, I'm actually mm-hmm. not like a big breakfast person because I don't like eggs and there's nothing really else I want to mm-hmm. eat. Like I'll eat avocado toast, but smoothies are mm-hmm. also my favorite because it's easy and you can get so much. Fiber packed in there, like it. I feel so Mm -hmm. much better when I drink a smoothie in the morning, and honestly, one that I make and not one that I buy.
1: Yeah, of course. I mean, you can get you get so much in there, and the great thing I love about smoothies is that I can drink it on my way to work. So I spend the entire half an hour drinking my smoothie, which I which also goes back to the mindful eating, right? And. I know some people don't get full off of them and everyone's different. I mean, some people can't do them, some people can. It's, you know, you have to find the breakfast that you like. Some people love eggs. I I'm with you. I don't either. I I just would rather I can't. I I don't love breakfast food and it's not even mm-hmm. breakfast food. I mean, I did a post the other day that your body actually doesn't recognize the difference between breakfast food and like a taco, you know. Our body just sees food as food. So if you want to have tacos for breakfast cuz you don't like eggs and so be it, as long as it's you know a balanced meal that's going to sustain you throughout the morning and throughout the day. So, yeah, I, I really like the smoothies because you can you can put a lot in there. Again, fat, fiber, protein in there, and you should be good to go if you like them. I mean, it's, and drink it for the whole way to work. Works, it works great. Yeah, I
0: think the sl- the slow eating is also <laughs> extremely important because I do the same thing. If I'm drinking a smoothie, I drink it for th- the whole thirty minutes that I'm driving. Yeah, but I'm also like the one who will eat a full leftover dinner meal in the morning if on the weekend because I don't like to eat eggs. So I'll eat whatever <laughs> it is—a taco, I'll eat burritos. I will—I'll eat anything in the morning that's not breakfast yeah. food. Just eat what you like. Don't force yeah. it, but don't—you know—eating a stack of pancakes is not going to help you.
1: No, you'll spike immediately, especially with the syrup and fruit on it. That's the—that's very. You'll, you'll spike crazy and then crash, and then I'll mm-hmm. be that for the day. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. It's a struggle with the kids, I think, but you know. It is.
1: I Yeah. Yeah. We try our so, best. <laughs> I know. What are you going to do? Oh my gosh. Exactly.
0: <laughs> um, okay. Let's talk about things that like other factors that influence blood sugar, like exercise and stress. So maybe if you mm-hmm. want to separate them and we could talk about them one at a time, however you want to do sure. it, but how they affect our blood sugar as well.
1: Yeah, so diet, I think we kind of touched on that, um, staying away from the higher glycemic foods, which is um, the white bread and the processed foods and the sugar and staying, you know, wholer foods, more fueling your more looking at food as fueling your body, rather than taking away. And that, that was another thing I want to touch on too, when people restrict calories, that can also make you crave eventually. I mean, I know in the beginning, it's a it's a quick fix weight loss, but, you know, it, it eventually all catches back up with you. And if people are restricting to just salads every single day, say like, you know, when January comes, the, the resolutions, and it's, I'm going to have a salad for the next 30 days, that's the end of it. Then you're, the next month, I saw this meme once, it's going to be cookies all the time and, and cakes, and your body just starts to crave that because it needs the energy. So you have to, when it comes to diet and balancing blood sugar, fueling your, look at it as fueling your body rather than taking away. And obviously taking, like not eating the processed foods and the white. White breads as much. Um, and so that's the fat fiber protein that we talked about. Exercise helps lower your blood sugar and helps you become insulin sensitive, um, which insulin is a big regulator when it comes to blood sugar. So insulin is released by the pancreas. If you want me to just give you a little brief. Yeah, I was going to ask you insulin. to. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's released by the pancreas. So when we eat, our food is um, converted to glucose, and glucose is um, – our body's main source of energy, and what the insulin does—it's it, released by the pancreas every time we eat. It comes in and it takes the glucose to our cells, who use it for energy. Which, which use it for energy. And so, um, insulin resistance—when you have insulin resistance, which leads to type two diabetes—is when there's so much sugar happening, glucose in the blood, and the pancreas is trying to, you know, release the insulin to keep up with all the sugar in the blood and bringing it to the to the cells for energy. But the cells are so full that it cannot take in anymore. And so what that does is it, it resists the insulin and it becomes less sensitive to insulin. And it leaves the sugar in the blood. And that's where you get type, type two diabetes from. That's the high blood sugar. Okay. So, so anyway, exercise helps lower your blood sugar and helps you become more keeps you sensitive to the in, to insulin so you don't become insulin resistant and the thing is too is that people out there looking more at, at blood sugar and initially what happens is insulin resistance happens first so what we really should be looking at is insulin resistance before the blood sugar because it, it actually could be solved a little earlier um, you can like with exercise like i say you can help lower blood sugar and become sensitive Um, keep yourself sensitive to insulin. And that's just finding, you know, people need to find exercise that they like. Same thing with diet. I mean, all of these, all of these things we're going to talk about right now can help with insulin resistance and obviously becoming high blood sugar and diabetes. So, um, yeah, exercise. I think people see exercise as a chore, a lot of people, but people need to find what they like. They need to find when they like to do it, I think time of day for people, you know, some people like at night, some people like in the morning, and just kind of make that become a daily habit. You know, I always say to people, it takes about two to three weeks to get a habit in into your daily life. Once you're there, it's become part of your life. And you can even add on to it. So even 10 minutes a day, if you don't exercise much, start with that, do it for a couple weeks every single day, I guess if you have to skip one, that's fine. But usually I say every single day just to get it into your daily routine and then add on from there. So just find find what you like and start there. Um, with stress, stress can cause blood sugar to rise. Um, it also, like when we're stressed, people tend to go for more sugar-related foods and processed foods. You know, when people having a bad day, it's always, oh, you know, I'm going to have this tub of ice cream right now alcohol, all things like that. So it affects your mood and then in turn can, you know, affect mental health, anxiety, depression, all things like that down the road. Higher blood sugar can cause a lot of sleep problems, insomnia, sleep apnea, all different sleep disorders. And in turn, like I talked about before is if you don't get a lot of sleep, because our blood sugars do kind of rise and in, he- in healthier people. You know, they do rise and dip and rise and dip and through the night they kind of spike and then you wake up a little bit lower. But if you don't get a lot of sleep too, it actually, you wake up craving more. And I even noticed that sometimes in myself when you, and I don't know if you've noticed that when you have a really bad night's sleep, you wake up and the first thing you want is probably something that's going to give you immediate energy, right? Right. Totally. So, um, and I don't know, I I would like anyone who listens to the podcast to start to notice that in the morning if they ever do the same thing, you know, because it's, I think once people start to really learn about how food does affect, how your blood sugar does affect you, they'll start to notice it throughout the day or even in the morning with their sleep. So, and, and getting a proper sleep routine, sleep pattern helps regulate blood sugar as well. So, and it's the same for anybody who does have diabetes. We can just talk about that, you know, too. With type two diabetes, you can control it with diet. It's not, you know, people think once they have it, that's it. But you can control it with diet, be, with through lifestyle changes and nutrition. Same thing with people who have um, diabetes in the family. Just because there's di- type two diabetes in your family doesn't mean that you're going to get it. It might, you might, could be more prone, but you can actually keep it from, I guess, expressing itself by nutrition and lifestyle, it doesn't mean you're going to get it because of that. Nutrition and lifestyle have a lot to do with, you know, keeping the genetics from either expressing themselves or not. So.
0: And I'm sure almost everyone Mm -hmm. listening knows someone in within their family who has diabetes because it's so prevalent. Um, Yeah. So yeah, this is so important to be proactive in our health. And Mm -hmm. the thing with sleep too, which is, you know, it's a vicious cycle because once you don't sleep well, then you have your cravings. And then when you're cravings, you don't sleep well. So like you have to get a handle on it in some way that's controllable and manageable, you know.
1: Exactly. Um, yeah.
0: And you're because we both have children, you know, like when you go through the newborn stage and you're never sleeping at all, it's like <laughs> yeah. all you want is junk to keep yourself going.
1: Yeah, really what it is. Yeah.
0: Who knows what I was eating in the middle of the night. I went through like boxes of graham crackers. I think that's what I was eating. I don't even know. It was a nightmare. Oh, yeah. So that was a fun time. (laughs) Anyway. um, Okay. So I know that you work with a lot of your clients with this blood sugar in specific um, connection to weight loss or maintaining Mm -hmm. weight loss once you're at your ideal weight. So do you want to talk a little bit about the connection between the two?
1: Yeah, so like we talked about before, with the calorie counting and, and restriction, that can only take you so far for so long, and then eventually, it you know once you come off the plan, which is kind of what people look at it as, because that's you know when you're looking at a diet, you're either on the diet or not, and that's why people fluctuate so much, um, and that can actually end up causing more cravings eventually down the road, and so when I work with with clients to help with sustainable fat loss and weight loss. Blood sugar is so important because you want to, yes, this calorie deficit. But when you're sustain, when you're when you're eating balanced meals to sustain blood sugar, it actually and mindfully eating, like I said, to also help with blood sugar. Pairing the foods and and everything we talked about, you're actually putting yourself into a natural calorie deficit, but it's not a forced. I can eat this. I can eat that. Type of thing. And the thing with blood sugar is, obviously, it keeps you from craving. So if you're you're trying to, you know, lose weight, uh, fat loss, whatever it may be, you want to obviously keep your cravings for sugary sweets and chips and things at night lower than normal. And so the thing, if, if you have too much sugar in your blood, it's impossible to burn fat and you need to burn fat to lose fat. So if you don't, if you're not balancing your blood sugar and and making sure that the whole system, the insulin and everything is running the way it should run, and like I talked about before with insulin resistance, you're going to be just burning sugar all the time. That's the sugar that's in your blood instead of going between – your body wants to go between glucose and fat. It's physically impossible to lose fat if you're only burning sugar. So that's Interesting. Kind of that, yeah, yeah.
0: And that also – I mean, I'm just going to bring up alcohol because – we all know there's a ton of sugar in that. And mm-hmm. besides being getting a hangover, you're not gonna lose weight if you're drinking alcohol every day.
1: No, and you're also not gonna be sleeping well if you're drinking alcohol every single day because I know people think, Oh, I'm gonna have a glass of wine to help myself sleep. You're not getting the proper sleep that you should be, even though you think you are. And so that's gonna contribute also to waking up and, you know, wanting the 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 sweets right away and um yeah, it's just it just becomes a whole cycle. So and not that you should be cutting. The whole point of balancing meals is so you're not restricting yourself, so you you can have meals that you enjoy. You know, I work a lot of like swapping ingredients with clients because you should be able to eat the foods you enjoy. You should be able to make full meals and be full and, and satisfied. And you go out for dinner and you want a cookie and you want to have a glass of wine. I mean, it's 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 more what you do in your daily life. I I listened to this podcast once before. It's not the the um, once a month or once, yeah, once a month or twice a month, pop tart. It's the everyday pop tart. I think when people balancing your blood sugar with with the three balanced meals a day, and and being able to and not looking at everything as restrictive, you know, it, once you start cutting everything out, you want it more. Mm-hmm. So if you balance yourself, like you said, when you balance yourself in the morning, you don't want the snacks, you don't crave anything. So it's just huge when it comes to overall weight loss because. You can. It's a lifestyle change, and you can keep it. You can sustain it because it's not a diet where you're. Oh, I'm not eating any of this for the next thirty days, and then I'll, you know, get back into it. And, and then I'll eat just, all of it. Then you 31 eat thirty-one days, and that's exactly yeah. so. Yeah, it's 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 a lifestyle, and that's what people say to me. Oh, what do you? What's your? They, some people don't think I can eat at restaurants. I don't know if you get the same thing. You know, they ask me, "Can you eat at restaurants? What's your diet? What do you? Can you even have ice cream?" Like. <laughs> I'm not on a, on a diet. It's just a lifestyle. It's how I, it's how I live. It's, I eat food and, and you know, and that's, that's that. And it's just, you know, it's obviously better quality ingredients. And right. It's always about adding. You know, you want to add in more nutritious food. If you can throw in a superfood in your smoothie, throw it in there, you know. It's just all about adding the fuel to your body instead of taking away things. And then that's when you end up in a whole different... You know, mess of blood sugar imbalance and everything else.
0: Yeah, and then the more you add in, then you like crowd out that other stuff, right? And exactly. You will want to? You want to? Yeah, want to. yeah. yeah totally.
1: Yeah. Like um, crowding out. <laughs> crowding
0: out. I am it buzzword. Out. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Do you have yeah. a, like a little story or anecdote you can share
1: with a client?
0: It could be about yourself or myself. a client that like you saw like a huge turnaround, or they saw a huge yeah. turnaround.
1: Oh yeah, um, I have a lot of. Anecdotes about my same videos, um, but I can I can share a client one. So I had a client; she had um, has IBS and high blood pressure. I think it was, and a few other things. And she she had that craving. You know, she was craving at night. She had wanted to lose some weight. She wanted to feel better first. So this is another thing I tell people. You know, some people say, "Oh, I just want to lose weight first, but then I'll pay attention to my IBS, or I just want to, you know lose some inches and then I'll pay attention. It all works the same. You know, if you start changing your lifestyle to work for one thing, it's going to, it's going to happen for everything. You know, she wasn't really interested in weight loss. She just wanted to kind of feel better. And so I changed her breakfast immediately because, you know, she was having the toast and then the rice cake and all those things. And we started with a smoothie and she said that she felt better immediately, immediately with her IBS, just immediately in general. She doesn't even she was having soda all the time, doesn't even have it. She has, I, I switched her to the Hugh chocolate, I think, because she wanted some chocolate. Do, doesn't even care to, like, have it, ever. It, she said it sits in her house, and she just feels amazing. She got a, you know, her doctor said that she, there's huge turnaround, and she just, she's not starving all the time. She feels satisfied. She's lost about 60 pounds. Um, and we added more food, you know, we added more nutritious food. And, and like I said, balanced her blood sugar. We talked about that. I, you know, I said the same thing that I was telling you about how everything, the blood sugar works in the body and making sure that you, you know, fuel your body instead of restrict. And, and she, you know, just had such a huge, she feels like a million times better. <clears throat> there's no, there's nothing really happening anymore. So, um, yeah, I, and she went, we saw each other for about a year and a half and, and she's good to go. Yeah. So, and that's the goal is uh, like yeah, to big,
0: send your clients on their way so that it's a ma- yeah. something they can maintain on their own. Like you don't, not that you don't want to see your clients forever, but you oh, want to yeah. teach them so that it becomes part of their life and then they can just do it and mm-hmm. they can tell someone else
1: about it. Exactly. You know? And that's why, you know, some people will say to me, Oh, I want to have like a, just a couple meetings with you. And it's, You know it's hard to do that when you're working with a coach because it's such small steps. You know, Mm I I didn't change everything when I first met her. I literally just changed. We talked about her breakfast, and that was the first thing I said. Work on this. I give you know maybe one or two recommendations, and because if you say oh let's do this 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 add an exercise thirty minutes you know it's whoa that's a whole that it's a one change in one day and that's not going to happen. But working on the small goals will help you eventually reach your bigger goals and that's you want to celebrate each one of those and and like I said the more you implement these routines into your life and these lifestyle changes you crowd out here we go again Mm -hmm. all the other stuff and you just your life changes it doesn't you don't think about it like people I guess my own personal story people think that my lifestyle is a lot and and a lot to think about but it's I, I don't think anything about it I don't it doesn't I don't think about exercising every morning when I wake up. I don't think about making my smoothie. I don't think about having my lemon water with whatever. It's it's just, it's my lifestyle. It, it's not anything different than somebody waking up and having pancakes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just the way it is, you know? Totally. So, yeah. Even
0: for both of us, like we're very similar, it seems. Mm-hmm. But it, <clears throat> it's not like this happened overnight for, for us. We just, oh. over time, created <clears throat> these habits and then it becomes part of your life. Actually funny because I posted today about how yesterday I didn't wake up. And I usually meditate. I do breath work and I mm-hmm. work out and I didn't do it yesterday. Cause it was like after the Thanksgiving weekend, I was exhausted, terrible, but it's because my body expects me to start my day like that. I don't force myself to do it. I want to do it. But if I don't right. do it, I notice a huge change in my mood. And just my overall day is like off, like my energy is off, my mood is off. And it stinks. It feels terrible.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't think people understand how good they can feel.
0: Yes. I talk about this all the time. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it's this even this client said the same thing. She's like, I wish you know, I had your card 20 years ago. You know, I wasn't a coach back then. But you know, especially going to all the doctors and things like that. And I said to her, I said, you know, if if you have something like IBS, or I have my bladder condition, things are always going to be there. Like I'm I'm in remission now, complete remission, not going wood, thankfully. Um, but you know, it's still sometimes there that I know that I have to manage it every day. And even though you have something, it doesn't mean that your quality of your life where you can't manage your symptoms. Do you know what I mean? It It works for that too. I mean, people do get things, but you can manage yourself by lifestyle change changes you know and manage your symptoms and and the funny thing is is she even said like if if she has something now sugar or something that she doesn't eat and this happens it might probably happens to you too you feel it worse the next day because you're not used to it absolutely anymore you know so you actually can see like oh this is this is how good i have been feeling because now i have what i used to have all the time and i feel so terrible (laughs) I know. And I think the key
0: point is, and for people listening to it's like, okay, you might not do everything. We're not expecting you to do it all and change your entire life. No. But, but you don't know how you, good you can feel. And I just had this conversation with, with a friend of mine, like for people <laughs> who don't work out or don't eat healthy or don't move their bodies, whatever is in your yeah. healthy routine, like what? must your day-to-day feel like they don't even know depths they can go into feeling better or just me being more in tune with your body. So yeah, like small changes can make such a huge difference.
1: Yeah. And like you said, we're not asking for everything. Of course, there's things that you're going to love that are non-negotiables and that's totally fine. Um, But even some things, I mean, you can, you know, getting some exercise in or even changing some adding in better nutritious food, things like that, just, you know, can help more than you think. So
0: yeah, totally. Do you have any um, <clears throat> tips or strategies that we didn't talk about that people can like add in or favorite food swaps that they could try right away?
1: Yeah. So tips or strategies. I talked about the fat with fruit thing um, mm-hmm. for snacks. Because yeah, that's that a was, good one. That was actually a tip that that's a tip that I usually always tell people because I know people fear fruit. I wouldn't fear fruit, um, but just add that in with it. Um, meal prepping is a big, a big thing. I know it's difficult to, you know, find the time, but it makes your week so much easier and it keeps you from going in the fridge and grabbing whatever. You know, if you have, if you have cut up vegetables in there, roasted vegetables, proteins, things ready to go. Um, you're less likely to re- and especially if you are starving, you're less likely to reach for a piece of cake or something, you know, that's in the fridge over if you already have something in there. And making sure that you're, you know, say you have a meeting at 1230. And that's your lunch time, eat before, eat before, you know, you might have to switch up a little bit, but just eat before because when you're done, you're going to be ravenous. And that's when you can run into a little bit of trouble. That's when the vending machine looks really good. Uh, One sheet pan meals, easier meals for people. You know, I like to do a lot of sheet pan. I just did one tonight. Um, Stir fries are always good. You can just throw a bunch of vegetables in there, proteins. Hydration. This was another thing. Um, A lot of people sometimes think that they're hungry, but they're actually really thirsty. So drink some water first, add some electrolytes to it, um, and you might actually feel better. Especially if you have a headache, too. Some people think it might be food-related, but sometimes it's just hydration. Yeah, like,
0: totally. Chug a glass of water before you hit the vending machine, and maybe it'll (laughs) stop you. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Even some tea. I do that all the time if I'm Um, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, do that. I even tell people who, you know, some people that want to switch out wine at night, um, I work with them on, cause you have to think of a lot of things are habit too. You know, it might not just be the wine at night. It might be the fact that they're sitting down wanting to just sip on something at the end of their day. And so I'll switch out, you know, let's switch out to tea for a couple nights and see how that goes. And, cause it's the act of sipping as well. And then eventually maybe they'll enjoy how they feel the next day off the tea. And then four nights is the tea, then five nights is the tea. And then we're down to, you know, maybe one night of wine. So that's another you know, hack, I kind of tell people, look at the habit too, and maybe you can swap it out for something different. And then for swaps, you know, there's a lot of, like I said, my daughter does love her chips and things. So I swap out for, you know, better quality chips. I make sure less ingredients, the better. I mean, if you sometimes look on the front of packages, it looks healthy, but if you look on the back, it's, you know, all the vegetable oils and all the different things that, you know, they... That aren't really aren't healthy. So the less ingredients, the better. So the chips I get her, I like the Ciate ones, um, Boulder. Yes. Um, she has those, and they're avocado oil, salt, and potatoes. That's it. So you want to make sure you're always reading the back. A lot of um, salad dressings have that. Um, so I try and swap out for better salad dressings, or honestly, you can make your own. What else? Chocolate. If people really love chocolate, I just swap out for you know the hue like those unreal gems that are you know they're colored with vegetables instead of you know all that artificial coloring and all that you so you just want to if that's your thing you know i know it's a lot to buy all these all these packaged foods but if something's in your daily life like like the m&ms or something you do want to maybe try and switch that out and the thing is is if you're balancing your blood sugar you're not going to be eating an entire bag of that anymore and that's what I tell people when I have certain things. It's, I'm not eating this in one sitting. I'm eating this six days, you know, if you're having a couple of those a night or, or whatever because you're balanced and you're not craving as much anymore. I do a lot. Of, I do a healthy swap Monday every Monday on my Instagram. Oh, yes, you do. Did, that's um, perfect. I do, yeah. So there's a lot of them. And if anyone signs up for my program, I mean, the last day is November 30th. Um, they, get a, they get a free swap guide that I just made and it tells you all about like all the oils, you know, you want to stay away from the vegetable oils mm-hmm. and um you want to pay attention more to avocado oil, olive oil, the pastas, you know, you go for uh lentil, brown rice, chickpeas, another one. I don't have a lot of chickpea, but people like that one too. Um The bread's the same thing, you know, sprouted bread, sour, a really good sourdough because it's fermented. Good for your gut. Good probiotic. Um Stay away from like the white breads, even wheat bread, you know, People think that that's a good idea. It's not. So, you just want to make those swaps and you can gradually make them. You know, it takes, I know sometimes the taste is, you know, it tastes different, but you can get, you know, you gradually make them and get used to them. So,
0: totally. Very good tips. And I know because I follow you that you do the swaps. And I think that's really, yeah. No, I love it. And it's a great place (laughs) for people to start if they want to follow you. So, they obviously can follow you on Instagram. Um, I mm-hmm. will link your Instagram, but um, do you want to, so you have a program coming up and then do you have anything else? any other offers going on or what else do you offer? One-to-one coaching?
1: I do mostly one-to-one coaching right now. Um, I have two levels. One is we can meet, it's for three months every other week. And then my level two is every week. It depends just on how much accountability somebody would like, or if I talk to you and you know, it's just, oh, I just want to talk a little bit, then I recommend the level one. um, And obviously chat support in between. And this bonus guide I have is is if you purchase a coaching spot, um, I'll probably bring it back in December. And that's even if you get a, like purchase a coaching spot for to start in January, February, it's valid um, until then. And then, yeah, so that's my, that's my guide right now, my bonus guide right now for the holidays.
0: Perfect.
1: Um, yeah,
0: I think we got like all the information we need for this. Yeah, I think we did great. And (laughs) I appreciate all of your wisdom. And I think that, I mean, I I really think like, even if someone can take away one swap, or one little healthy change in their Mm -hmm. habits, you know, it's just like, just have to take the first step and then the second step comes and then it just yeah it's a bit it turns into big positive changes and it's like we said before when you feel when you're feeling good then you're not going to want to go back
1: it it gives you motivation right the more you do it the more motivated you get to continue doing it, and the more motivated you get to add in more totally so yes um yeah <laughs> thank you so
0: much i really appreciate your time and i'll link all your info in Thank the you. show. Yes. And everyone who is interested in more information about balancing your blood sugar or weight loss in coordination with blood sugar management, you can go find Tiana and she will help you. Yes, become i will. the healthiest version well, of yourself.
1: <laughs> love to meet you.
0: <laughs> yeah, awesome. Thank you so much. And I'm glad we connected, uh, especially because we're like two peas in a pod. Thank you all so much for listening today. You can check out the show notes to find out important info from today's episode. You can also support the show by subscribing, share an episode with somebody you love, or give me a review over on Apple Podcasts. If you want to connect with me, you can always find me on Instagram at expandwithnicole. I really appreciate you all so much, and I cannot wait to share more wellness and lifestyle content with you on the next episode.